This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous with the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each week, we have one goal in mind, to provide advice, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney, and today we'll be talking all about creating the client experience and more specifically, how we're ensuring our client's first impression of working with us as their travel advisor is positive and exceeds their expectations. For today's conversation, I'm joined by Vicki Sheck, co-owner of Sheck Trek Travel. Together with her husband, they specialize in luxury cruising and upscale European FITs. Vicki, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I'm also joined by Leah Kurgis owner of World of Luxury Travel. Leah, I'm so happy to have you joining the conversation today. You have such a unique perspective with experience both as an in-house advisor and now as an independent contractor. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Whitney. Happy to be here. So when we hear the word experience in a context related to travel, our thoughts or my thoughts especially understandably go straight to the trip itself. The experiences we have in luxury hotels, the luxury cruise we were recently on, on, um, our privately guided experiences, the special meals we enjoy. This is where my mind immediately goes when we talk about experiences and travel. But if we focus solely on the client's experience with us as their travel advisor, I quickly realize that depending upon the client, depending upon the complexity of the trip, how far in advance they're planning, a client could potentially be spending more cumulative time with us between the phone calls, the emails, the discussions with their friends and their family members members who will be traveling with them. Wouldn't you agree that they could potentially be spending more time with us in the process than they actually do on the vacation itself? Absolutely. So if we take a step back and we remove the actual vacation from the client's experience, like so for a moment, we're actually going to not talk about the vacation and we set aside that all important first impression. What is the first thing that comes to mind for each of you when you think about the overall client experience of working with you as a travel advisor? If you could sum it up in just one or two sentences. Well, I think it, it can't always happen this way, but I always hope that my clients will almost feel like they are my only clients. They are my babies. I want everything to be seamless for them. I want to think of the things that they might not think of that will enhance their trip. And as travel advisors, I think as a group, we do a very good job of that, frankly. I love that. I think having every client feel as if they're your only client, that is such a fantastic way to to strive to serve your clients in that way. Leah, what what does it make you think of when we talk about the overall client experience? Yes, um, I think for me, I think of, you know, the very initial interaction that we have and their impression from the get go, you're really going to set the tone for the entire journey from, you know, inception to the planning stages to the actual travel experience itself. I think it all ties in together and that should be just a a seamless and worry-free and enjoyable client experience from, from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Seamless, worry-free, enjoyable. That's fantastic. And I think in addition, I would just throw into there, I think we all want our clients to feel as if they're the only client. We all want to provide that very seamless, worry-free experience. And something that has been really important for me from the beginning as well as collaboration. I know 
that not all advisors approach itinerary design from a collaborative perspective. Some clients prefer you to just do it for them because they trust you. They know you're going to do a great job. I've always approached it from a collaboration perspective of how can we do this together? I can narrow down the choices that I think that you're going to love um, and then let's decide together. So I, I, and that's what I really appreciate most about our industry is that we can all each have very different perspectives and very different approaches to the client experience, but all of our clients love us, right? That's why they keep coming back. Exactly. When a new client reaches out, so maybe they've met us at an event, potentially they found our website online, maybe they were referred to us from an existing client. Would you all agree that the client experience we're all striving to create really starts with that positive first impression? Absolutely. Yes. So Vicki, when you approach each client, whether they're an existing client or a brand new client, and you want them to feel as if they're the only client that you're currently working with, how does that start from the initial contact? How? What are, what are the first steps that you take to make sure that that's how they feel when they approach you to plan a trip? I think it sometimes varies depending on what that first initial contact is like, but try to be warm and friendly, but also be professional. That's a fine line to walk, as, as we probably all know, mm-hmm. um, and try to get back to them. If, if I don't know the answer to a question, I don't guess. <laughs> we have so many sources of information. We have so much information that the average person on the street does not have, and I think that comes through in the conversations we have with them too. So all of that goes into it, I would say. And when you talk about the conversations that you have with clients and really leaning into how much information we might have that they don't and and the resources that we have access to, are you generally talking with clients over the phone right at the beginning or do you stick straight to email? Do you have a preference in that regard? It's usually over the phone. Mm -hmm. It often starts by email that I think is limiting. We really need to get in there and find out more than, than a quick email. I completely agree. Yeah, I I don't have very many clients who avoid the phone, but that's been really important to me from the beginning as well. Is I, I think so much can come across hearing someone's voice and and talking with them, and when they can hear that you are confident and that you can speak with authority on you know our experience in in the travel industry. Wouldn't you agree, Leah? That that also lends into making them feel like okay, Leah's got it taken care of. I can relax. I can take a deep breath, and and then we get into that worry free and stress free kind of mode, right, with our clients. Absolutely, and I just always want to convey that, you know, we need to have this discovery call so that I can find out your likes, your dislikes, what you're really searching for. Because every trip that I do, I want it to be customizable. I want to get it right every time. And I don't want them to ever feel that I'm booking the same, you know, all inclusive resort time in and time out for a honeymoon. Because Mm -hmm. every client has a different um, ideal picture of what that dream trip is like. Yes. And in your approach to both a repeat client or a brand new client who has who has come to you recently, is your approach any different? Does it change at all? Or do you still prioritize that phone call to get things started and to really ask a lot of similar questions? Vicki, does your approach differ between the two or does it stay relatively consistent? Because you want to approach each, each trip as its own, even if you might already know a little bit about the client. That's true. But I think there is a difference for me because my repeat clients have become almost like friends. It's it's a welcome call. I know what they like. I know uh, Ed is going to want a big suite. It doesn't matter if it's the fanciest hotel. We don't have to go through all of those steps that you have to with a new client. 
Sure. I guess it's still really important to kind of touch base, see what's new, what's going on in their life. So it's kind of, you can skip all of the little details of, do they generally like the lead-in category room or do they always want the upgraded suite or will they always stay at an all-inclusive or they would never, ever, ever stay at an all-inclusive. So we can kind of skip those details, right? In that first phone call, but the phone call is still really important, even if you know that client really well. Absolutely. It absolutely is important because this is part of what builds the relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And especially for the clients with kids, I I feel like your family changes so much as kids grow from one year to the next. So maybe we planned a trip together two years ago and we were working with a tiny baby on board. And now we have a toddler who's mobile and, or, you know, and now maybe we have teenagers who are getting ready to go off to college. And so I feel like even when you know clients really well, it's still so important to check in and then to reestablish, I'm designing this trip for you, right? Like we're not, this is not a trip that I've designed for anyone else. I want to know what are you looking for in this trip? What are you going through right now and with your family and in your personal life? And how can we make this trip the best that it can be? So Leah, would you, I mean, would you agree that your approach to both brand new clients as well as existing clients is fairly consistent? Yes, I do agree. I mean, even the clients that I book year after year, I'll still have that call because especially with destination changes, um, you know, the trip to Thailand where they're focusing on beach and more adventure travel is going to vary when we change to a destination like Africa, for example, you know, where they want to focus more on the wine region outside of Cape Town, things like mm-hmm. that. So every trip has a different goal, it seems. So even though I've worked with them so many times, yes, I know their likes and dislikes and preferences, but what is your goal for this particular trip? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So once we've kind of gone beyond that first impression, would you both agree that that phone call is really where we have the greatest capacity or opportunity to establish that first impression so that our clients walk away feeling, oh, wow, this is going to be really great. I'm really looking forward to working with this person? Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else as part of that initial contact that you feel lends itself to help with that first impression other than that first phone call? I know for me, um, you know, like Vicki mentioned, a lot of times it is initially an email. Um, you know, I got your name and an email from so-and-so or whatever the case may be. So for me, it's always important to get back to them right away. Timely response is so important to let them know, I see you, I hear you, and you are a priority. And now from here, we're going to take it to the next step, which is that phone call. Yes. Yeah. I really love that. I That's really important as well as soon as I see that new email come in, no matter if it's a repeat client or a brand new client, just as you said, I see you, I hear you, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Let's get on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So once we're beyond that first impression, so now we're working toward a quote or a proposal, we're confirming their arrangements. What are some unique or just very important things from your perspective in your business that you feel like this has to happen for every single client along the process to ensure that they do feel that it's stress-free and worry-free. They do feel taken care of. They do really feel like they're your only client. Vicki, are there really any important steps that, you know, kind of come to top of mind of this is really important to my client experience. And if this doesn't happen along the way, do you feel as if your experience hasn't been fully as, as what it, as what it should be? I think a big part of it is just getting back to them during the process, let them know what's happening. Maybe can't happen in certain cases, but before I say this can't happen, I already have options A or B lined up behind it to say, but this would be really great for your situation. Yes. I I think this is such an important component of, working with clients, because of course, there are always requests for 
whether it's availability, a certain price point, or maybe it's just a really unique one of a kind request that they've come up with. Maybe it's a special celebration or whatever it is. And we have to go see if we can make it happen. That's really, really important. It's more of a no, but we can consider this, this, or this, right? And, and the answer is never a no period. (laughs) (laughs) Leah, what would you say? Are there some parts of the client process that you've really created with your clients that really stand out of this is absolutely 100% important and working with world of luxury travel, they will always experience this no matter the client? I think again, it's just really um, managing expectations and setting up a realistic turnaround time. You know, unless it's last minute travel, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to work on this proposal and I'm going to get it to you within 48 hours. And then if I exceed that and get it to them in 24 hours, well, I've just exceeded their expectations. But um, also just, again, being realistic, you know, you might have a budget that is more four star, but they're wanting the top, top. Well, Mm -hmm. might not be able to do that, but here are three great options that would fall within to that category. And I just like to make sure that it's interactive so Mm -hmm. that don't feel that I'm just like, this is what you should do. And that's that. 100%. Yep. It's collaborative, right? Of really looking at options and deciding which is going to be the best fit. Exactly. And I love that you bring up managing expectations <laughs> because mm-hmm. I feel that this is very, very important. And the longer I'm in business, I feel like it just keeps rising to the top of the list of important things I need to consider. And sure. not only managing expectations, but I would throw in under promising and over delivering, just as you sure. mentioned, I'll get this back to you in 48 hours and really giving ourselves room to, to exceed their expectations. Absolutely. That's really, that's really my my favorite thing to do. Sometimes if I know just little details, you guys can tell me what you've done in the past, but something that comes straight to mind when when we know that they're going to get that guaranteed upgrade at the hotel, I don't mention that it's already been granted. You know, I just let them get to the hotel and feel special. Mm-hmm. When brand new clients are asking, well, why should I work with a travel advisor? Or, you know, what's, what's in this for me? I really try to highlight everything that you guys have been discussing that are the non-tangible components of it's really personalized, it's really collaborative, we're really going to work together. Just let me take care of these things. I'll give you the best of the best to choose from as opposed to just an overwhelming list on the internet. But I don't sell them on the amenities. I don't sell them on the bottle of wine that might be waiting for them in their room. Because if they already know about it, then it becomes an expectation, right? But if they have no idea that's coming, now we look like rock stars. Of course, once they plan their second and third trip with us, it becomes an expectation and they know our secrets. But for that first time, we have an opportunity to really surprise and delight. Exactly. That wow factor. Yes. Do you have any times in the past that you've really been able to surprise your clients when they really weren't expecting it? Well, I had um, some new clients who traveled last summer, and I will say, and, and I, I welcome your input on this and your thoughts about it, but I do Google my clients. And if I find something that's in the public domain about them that is going to help them when they get to the hotel, I am not averse to using that. So these clients last year, there was a picture online of her receiving a Pulitzer Prize. And since it oh, was wow. online, public, I emailed that to each of the hotels to let them know 
know who's showing up. They got a bottle of champagne, which was their preference. Champagne at every hotel. They eight hotels. So yes, they thought I was a rock star and uh, that it came from me. I mean, I'm not trying to take credit for it, but yeah. So I, I will use everything I can to help their experience. You know, I think that use it to your benefit, especially if it's if it's in the public domain. And while at first hearing that, I think, oh, what would I feel like if I knew that I had been Googled? <laughs> but also <laughs> when I was working in a five-star hotel, the front desk was doing this for every VIP guest that came in. Sure. And they were usually doing it trying to find photos so that when that guest arrived, they would recognize them and be able to greet them by name. And I remember when I was first working at the hotel, I was like, oh, is that weird? And then I started traveling. And because I was working for this brand, people knew me. And I was like, oh, it is kind of nice. They remember my name. <laughs> so it, it does really make uh, clients feel special and acknowledged and wonderful. I love that you do that. We stayed at Georges Sank one time. And there must have been six people who worked there who came up and knew who we were. And if, if we can help you with anything, I, how, do, how does everyone know us? Yes. <laughs> Whenever I see that that's happening in a hotel, I just want to be a fly on the wall in the back room, you know, in the operations, in the department meetings and be like, how do they do this? How are they accomplishing this? Because it takes such an incredible attention to detail to pull that off yeah, with an really. entire team in a hotel. And to remember all those faces that change daily. Exactly. And it's incredible that that's a really important memory for you because they made you feel like you were the number one and potentially the only client in the hotel that day when they remembered your name, didn't they? Amazing. And that's what you're striving to do for your clients. And they knew we were travel advisors, but you know, it was great. Leah, are there any memories that really kind of bubble up to the top for you? Gosh, um, I do a lot of honeymoons, which I love to do. Okay. What's more fun than a honeymoon and, you know, planning that truly once in a lifetime special trip. And now with social media, so many of my clients, you know, follow me on Instagram, I follow them. And especially with the honeymoons, there's always a recent wedding photo that somebody's posted. Definitely. Like to also send that over to the hotel, they'll put it in a frame, mm -hmm. you know, next to the bed, some rose petals. And that's just a true surprise and delight when you walk into that room and you see, oh my gosh, they know. I love the photograph idea. It is nice. We have clients who were in Turkey a year or two ago and they sent us, or actually our on-site sent us a picture of them in Turkey earlier on the tour. And at the end of the tour, they were at Shiran Palace. And when they got to their room, that photograph was waiting for them because I set it on. You know, it just, that really blows people away. That really makes them feel special. That's incredible because it's not just an old photo taken off of Instagram or Facebook. It's a photo from earlier in their trip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I might steal that idea if I yeah. could. You may. If I see people <laughs> posting on social media, that's a tremendous idea. I love that. Great. Um, you know, a thought that just occurred to me: if you ever have clients getting professional photos, like a flightographer or something like this, and if they do it early in their trip, that could also be a fun photo to surprise them toward the end. The turnaround on those on those photo services when you're traveling is usually just a few days. It's not usually very long. Right. That's a good one. Okay, so here's my big question. And selfishly, this is a question that I'm interested to know the answer because I don't know the best way to approach this. And I feel that this is something that I'm still striving to improve in my own business. And that is beyond the first impression, we've exceeded their expectations throughout their experience working with us to plan their trip. They had a fabulous time on their vacation. And now what, right? They've come home. We maybe don't know when they're going to call next. We, we maybe don't know when they're going to, how often they travel. Are they a client? 
client who's going to travel multiple times per year, or maybe we won't hear from them for a couple years. And I find that there's this very, very fine balance between staying in touch and establishing a relationship and developing loyalty with someone. And then if we cross that line, it feels pushy. It feels, why does she keep emailing me? (laughs) My trip is done. We don't need to chat anymore. You know, like there's this very fine line. How do we begin to take the client experience that we provide for our clients? How do we take that a step further to continue establishing that relationship and most importantly, developing loyalty with those clients? And hopefully what we all want is that they not only come back to us in the future for their next trip, but that they refer us business in the future. Have either one of you cracked this code? Have you found the magic dust to make sure this always happens? I can't say that I have, and and maybe it varies with clients too, because different people are going to feel it's pushy. Different people are going to feel she's not of course. contacting me enough, right? I really can't say that I have found that. Some people are very good about sending a holiday card or a birthday card. I haven't been very good at that. Mm-hmm. So I have yeah. room to, to improve there, I think. What do you think, Leah? Have you Do you have any ideas of really staying in touch and, and continuing to develop this relationship even after their trip is over? Yeah, I agree. I guess that's a tough one. Um, you know, I do try to mark my calendar to send a quick welcome home email. I give them about a week so that they've been home and, you know, they've unpacked and they're not as stressed perhaps. And at that point, I don't know what the answer is. Most of my clients have signed up for, you know, a newsletter of some sort. So they're going to continue to receive that. Or if I see an interesting article, about the destination or even the hotel where they just were, you know, I'll forward that on and say, gosh, can you believe that it was just, you know, five months oh, ago that. that you were here? Hope all is well. So that I'm just, I'm there in the background. I'm, I'm popping into your memory, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily saying, hey, when are we going to start planning your next trip? Yep. Yep, exactly. So there's one thing that I've tried and that I feel is currently the most successful in my business, but in saying that it's the most successful, it's quite possibly the only thing that I'm doing. So that's not a fair, a fair way to describe it. And I know that there are social media experts out there who would probably have lots to say on this, and that would probably be a whole different discussion. But one thing that I have found is finding my clients on Facebook or Instagram has really helped me to just keep in touch. And even if we're not speaking or talking on a regular basis, I see when they post photos of their kids. Kids. I see when um, maybe there's a big job or a promotion or when they attend a friend's wedding or, you know, just all these little things. And, and I feel like even liking their post or putting on just a little quick comment on one of their photos, that's it's not related to our relationship as a, you know, a travel advisor and a client. It's not related to when are you going to book your next trip with me? But it, but like you said, Leah, it's just making sure that we're right. always kind of in the background. And most importantly, I think staying top of mind. And it also, so at the beginning, I was very, very hesitant to become friends with my clients on Facebook. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to cross this line that almost, I don't post that often on Facebook anyways, but of course there are personal things on Facebook. And so I kind of wanted to avoid it. But over the last couple of years, I've started accepting the friend request from clients and it's actually helped me. So recently a, a few clients have started reaching out and I was able to say, hey, how are your kids doing with virtual school? You know, like I saw that you guys set up just these 
bomb little classrooms in your upstairs for both of the kids. It looked fantastic. And I saw this on Facebook and I probably liked it. I don't think that I commented on it, but I was able to ask. And that immediately enabled that client to respond back in a very personal, friendly manner of like, the kids are doing great. One of them is in person now, one's virtual. They're getting to play sports. And I was like, oh, thank goodness, because they're both so active. So, you know, it really kind of took out that feeling of like, this is a business transaction kind of email. And of course we did business as well. They're going on a nice little getaway and I booked their hotels and it's fantastic. But social media has been one of the ways that I have found that kind of helps me stay top of mind, but just kind of keep in touch with clients in between trips. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. So everything that we have discussed so far is trying to go above and beyond any actual steps of planning and booking a vacation for our clients. Why do you feel that creating an experience is important at all? Because a lot of these things that we've been discussing, we don't have to do any of these things, right? We don't have to get on the phone. We don't have to follow our clients on social media. We don't have to call ahead and and let them know that it's their honeymoon or arrange a special amenity. So why do you feel that all of these things that we take every step of the way that we really, I think we would all three agree that we put it at the top of our priority list, right? To do for our clients. Why is it important at all at the end of the day? How do you feel that it's important? Well, I think we can look at this two ways. We could say it's good for our business because they can book online and not get these things. But I think for most of the travel advisors I know, it's more than that. We just have something within us that we want to do that. We want the experience to be better. It's like they are our kids and you know, you do something nice for my client, you do something nice for my kid, you know. So to me, it's it's a personal thing. I need to do it for myself. This is how I run my business. It's my brand. It's personal for me. But yes, the other side of it is there are benefits for that. When we make their trip better for them, they're more likely to remember us the next time. It's a win-win. Wouldn't you agree? I think we all love what we do so much that it doesn't feel like a burden to call and say, hey, it's their honeymoon. Let's make sure we can put a bottle of champagne. Let's put a photo. It's so enjoyable for us. It's also incredible for the clients because they would never experience anything like this on their own. And it's and let's go one step further and say it's a win-win-win because those are the little details that get them coming back to us and that will likely have them referring business to us, right? Exactly. Okay, so I have one final question for both of you to conclude our discussion today. In thinking about creating the client experience, I think we already, all three of us together discovered there's always room for improvement. There's no one's ever found the perfect algorithm, the perfect equation. And and I think what we've also realized is that every client is different. So a lot of times when we are looking to exceed expectations and to create a really fabulous client experience for one client, it might not work out the same way for a different client for, for so many different reasons. And then when it comes to keeping in touch in between trips and really continuing to develop that relationship, all three of us are still open for ideas. So if any of our listeners have the secret magic dust for this, I would love to hear what other advisors are doing because I feel that there's always room for improvement. But in thinking about creating the client experience for any advisors listening, whether they're brand new to the industry or whether they have an established business like us and are just always looking for ways to improve and to enhance their client experience, what's one key piece of advice that you would offer to advisors who are looking to create that memorable experience for their clients and maybe just looking for that one little extra detail that they can add to what they're already offering. Gosh, I would say just 
you know, try to keep it as personable as you can. I think now, especially these days, people crave and need genuine interaction. Otherwise, they can go online and do all this themselves. But I think having that human connection and knowing that they have somebody in their corner to advocate for them, you know, when things go wrong. Yeah. As we've recently seen with the global pandemic, you know, I think just letting them know that you are there for them on their team on their side at all steps of the um, planning and travel process. Mm -hmm. I think that goes along we can assume that clients know that they can call us if they have questions or if they have challenges. But I, I agree, Leah. I always make a point to mention it at the very beginning when I'm sharing with them, you know, what it looks like to work with me as our travel advisor. At the end of almost every email that I send, especially the really detailed ones of like, okay, here are all the things that are going on. I always end it with, please let me know if you have any questions. Please feel free to give me a call. And the day that they leave, I send a have a great trip, bon voyage, and then I'll be here if you need anything please don't hesitate to reach out. So I think you're exactly right of just really making sure that they know we're here for you and we want to help. I had one client on one trip, he had a challenge along the way and he didn't tell me until he got home. Oh, and I was, I have had that. yeah. And That's I was crazy. just, I was just so bummed and, you know, he's still a fantastic client. You know, we have a, a tremendous relationship and in the end, everything was great, but I was so disappointed. I was like, please, please next time call me right in the moment so that you can go order another drink, enjoy your time on your vacation and I can make it better. And then when you come home, you have only positive things to say because we fixed it right there in the moment, you know, and I think he's learned <laughs> he's never done that again. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I think the only final thing I would add that I've kind of just learned through experience over the last few years is consistency and really making sure that when I receive a referral, that the glowing, sparkling, tremendous story that was told to that new client from the client who I previously worked with, that new client gets that exact same experience and that exact same attention and worry-free trip planning and feeling like they were my only clients because that's what keeps the referral train going, right? Absolutely. And right. sometimes I just take a step back and I think, you know, sometimes someone will ask me, well, how do you find your clients? Or how did this particular client come to you? They live on the other side of the country. There's no connection. You know, like where, where are you getting these clients? And so I've had to stop to think about it in moments when I'm asked these questions. And I think, oh my goodness, this client is a referral of a referral of a referral, of a referral. And when I think all the way back to that very first client that it just, it creates this sort of chain, right? Mm -hmm. So I would, I would throw consistency into, into the mix. If I may say something about referrals, and I know there are different schools of thought on this, but some of my very best clients have come from Yelp, which is a referral in a different way. It's a public referral. Mm -hmm. And some people are afraid to go on there, but thankfully all of mine are fives. Uh, there will someday be a four and I will die. But uh, <laughs> if you're doing a good Good job for your client and you talk to them and they're happy. I asked for referrals when I was starting out. I don't do it now, but it's always really nice when it shows up on Yelp, a new one. And I, I'm telling you, I had a client who booked 34 room nights at the Four Seasons Hula Lai. Very nice. From Yelp. 
from and Yelp. She's repeat, wow. Yes, and she's a repeat client. I mean, we, some of my best clients. I have a client who sends six hundred dollars after every trip, just a little thank As you. As a thank you, and he was from Yelp. Wow. So I think if people are just not even trying it, you know, I sure would have hated to think I hadn't done that. And it could be, it could be Yelp. It could be reviews on your consortia website. It could be reviews on your Facebook page. Um, It's really, the reviews can come from anywhere, right? But it's, Mm -hmm. it's the power of clients who have truly experienced our services from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And then them taking a moment to say, this was absolutely fantastic. And I, in almost any sort of email or phone call that I received, it's from a brand new client. And every once in a while, they'll find my website, which I just find fascinating. I don't know. I'm always surprised when someone is like, no, I just found your website. I will always link my reviews and say, here are the reviews. Here's my Facebook business page. Here are the reviews on my Virtuoso profile. Because I feel that that instills this sense of confidence before we've even gotten on the phone. And so if we really, we talk about first impressions with our discovery call, but Vicki, you've brought up such an important point that those reviews are creating a first impression before they ever reach out to us and before that discovery call. Very true. Yes. And that's really the true impression, right? And I think that our website speak for us as well. And our social media speaks for us as well. So I'm going to not retract my um, one key piece of advice of consistency, but I'm just going to add and say, if anyone's looking for an area in their business to improve in the client experience, we need to all make sure that where people can find us before they ever reach out. Our social media, our website, our reviews, any source of information like this, this all needs to be top notch because that's the true first impression, right? Right. We all we all know that if we're looking for a restaurant, if we're looking for a tour, if we're looking for a hotel, we don't call the hotel first and say, Tell me how amazing you are. <laughs> we look for we look for those reviews online. We read and then if we are impressed, we reach out and then they have another opportunity to impress us. But you know, if those reviews are less than stellar, we move on, right? Very true. Exactly. Awesome. Vicki and Leah, thank you so much. This was a tremendous discussion on everything we can do as advisors. And I love that at the end of the day, we've all three realized there's always room for improvement. I think that that's an ongoing goal of mine as a travel advisor and as a business owner is to never stop looking for ways to continue improving what we do. And I love that we have provided some insight and some advice for other advisors just in ways that they can create a positive, memorable experience. Thank you again for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Whitney. This is very lovely. In addition to these fantastic insights and recommendations from Vicki and Leah, I also pose this question to our Instagram community. When asked, what's one thing you do to create a positive first impression with new clients? We had some tremendous responses. Lindsay from Second Star Wishes replied, I want to make sure they know I work to serve them in order to create the best vacation. This is such a great reminder that it is important to share with clients that our top priority is to create the best vacation for them. Kristen from Travel Redesign said, I hop on a video call with them to connect. I love this. I always schedule a phone call but this is a great idea. A video call also makes it easier for the rest of the family to jump in as well, which can be so important. Anna from Olegana Travel Boutique recommends to just be down to earth and casual when getting on a call. Show them you are human. Yes, we are in a people business after all. The more down to earth and casual we are, the more relaxed the client will be, which in the end will make it easier for us to get to know them. Sarah from Curie & Co Travels Unlimited recommended use the client information form, understand what they want, listening is key, and explain how we work. I love this as she highlights the importance to gather the most important information, to ask a lot of questions, and to really listen both to what the clients are saying and to what they're not saying, and to share with clients our process in order to manage expectations. Lindsay, 
Kristen, Anna, and Sarah, thank you for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you want more, head over to mastersintravelpod.com for show notes and links to the resources we discussed in today's episode. If you loved today's interview as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.